Welcome to Chucking a Sickie. This week, I can't go to work because the number one rule is that I can't talk about why I can't go to work. No one can speak about why I can't go to work. I'm your host, Harry, and each week, we invite a very special guest and go through their perfect day off. From the excuses they use to get off work to the song that sets a tone for the day, their favorite meal, and their adventurous afternoon, a real-life Ferris Bueller's day off. We have a lot of exciting episodes coming up, from Aussie comedy superstars to bands, playwright, actors, and hell, maybe even Robert Paulson. But this week, we have the amazing Jordan Shea. Jordan is a playwright, he's a writer, he's an actor, he's a teacher, he's a goddamn genius, and he's my friend. Jordan has been on the playwright scene for many years now. Since about 2015, he's been writing his own plays and has been absolutely killing it. You can check out all of Jordan's work on his socials and also make sure to follow him to see all his upcoming work. But for now, pull out that thermometer and get ready to call your boss because it's time for Chucking a Sickie. <coughs> Chuck a Sickie. Thank you so much for joining us on Chucking a Sickie. I love it. I love it. It yeah. is exciting. No, Chucking is, I'm Chucking a Sickie right now to be here. Oh, really? No. Okay. Might get fired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. No one's working at the moment. So it's just, yeah. It's good. Yeah. It's it is good. Good time of year. Good time of year. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> Spending way too much money. Yeah. I feel like that always happens. Oh, man. And that's <laughs> it. You just like transfer stuff over and you're like, oh, it'll come back somehow. Yeah. In, in the ether. It'll it'll work. Yeah, totally. <laughs> All right. Well, let's let's start off with, to start off your you know perfect day off, uh-huh. you've got to have a pretty bad situation. So let's get in the mindset of what's been your worst job that you've ever had. Ooh, okay. The worst job I've ever had, I worked for a liquor company selling, doing phone sales. Okay, that's pretty bad. Phone yeah. sales itself is just yeah. terrible. But it's a weird thing, right, to, to sell liquor over the phone. Yeah, I've never actually... Like, you've never done it. You know, because no you're normal. Like, that's, like, you've never done it. I certainly have never had to do it. But there are surprisingly a large amount of people that order slabs of 4X. Over the phone. phone. 100%. That is surprising. So how do you even like, how do you sell it? You just call them up like it's a random list and you're calling them up. Well, they call in. They're like, hey, um, you know, I'd like to, I'd like to get six cases of Merlot. I'm having a party tonight. Half the time you just want to be like, just go online. Yeah. Because we had an online store. So it was an online support for for the store. (laughs) And it was just a really, really weird workplace as well. Yeah. Like my partner said to me, he was like, she was like, oh, everyone that works in call centers are like, like have pretty big drug problems. And I was like, really? I was like, that's not true. 100% I got offered that much. You know? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But, but why? You just wouldn't put to those get two together. It, you know, I guess it's mindless. Yeah. It was pretty interesting. Um, a but lot it of was, abuse yeah, as well. A lot of abuse. Um, it was for a pretty big company and they pra- they paid pretty badly. Oh, yeah. So I hate to I, see that yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I wasn't happy. But it was a pretty... It was weird. I was there for like, like two and a half years. Oh, that is a long amount of time. Yeah, totally. So you never had to cold call people. They would call you. Yeah, they'd call. They'd call us. So that's weird that they'd be abusive then, because like if they're calling yeah. you, why? Yeah, are they? I, I don't. I don't know why. I guess it was like, <laughs> oh, I'll call you up and I can just abuse you and yeah. order my wine over the phone. It was strange, man. Like it was just a weird weird place to work i look back on that time and i'm like oh yeah i did that you know they're, they're like, oh yeah, yeah. yeah i did that and why yeah. did i do that and why did i do that yeah you know, um yeah i feel like it's also something out of the 80s because i feel like nowadays as, as you said everyone just orders online or there's an app yeah, like yeah, who's yeah. calling up unless you're i guess in an old folks home like who's, yeah like, yeah who's there were a lot up? of there were a lot of old people a lot of people that were intoxicated as well oh, so, yeah. so interesting yeah yeah just just had a woman once tell me that she loved me. Oh, that's she quite nice, actually. Like, I was just like, hey, you have a good day. And she was like, thanks. I love you. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. I still don't like this job. Yeah. You know, that was like, yeah. The but affirmation was, is nice. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that was probably the worst the worst job I've had. Yeah. It sounds pretty awful. It also sounds so different from what like you currently do, like as a, as a playwright. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Well, I write and teach. So, I mean, it's... Um, it's worlds away. I do want to speak very quickly about, I guess, mm. what you're doing now. Yeah. You've written quite a few plays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm you a know. Sydney-based writer and um, I've written for television and theatre mainly. So working on commissions and done a couple of plays in big venues and small venues. A um, couple of uh, 
writers' rooms for television and that sort of thing. So it's been good the past year. And I've also kind of doubled that with my high school teaching, my high school English teacher. But I've been able to do more writing for the past year and just sustain myself just. Yeah, through doing so it. So I haven't had to chuck any sickies because <laughs> I, I work for myself. Yeah, You I, can make excuses <laughs> and be like, hey, man, I want to stay home today and not go to my desk and say okay that's okay so just talk to yourself boss. 100% we've never really had a situation where someone's been their own boss and tried to chuck a sickie because that it doesn't really no, it's just, make much no, sense it's not good for your psyche to do that at all <laughs> no. that's not good because at that point you're really just lying to yourself 100% 100% <laughs> no and you're just making heaps of excuses yeah that's all it is well it's pretty exciting you've been do- doing quite a lot of work recently I know that you won an award recently yeah. for they're not listening yes. your runner up yes. uh, for, for new play yeah in the Australian Theatre Festival in New York City yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It's so, so how do you how do you like uh, uh, try and get a play in for those things do you write something do you have something in mind and then you um, I tend to, it to them? it's really easy for me like uh, well easy in the regard that setting comes to me very easy okay so like I wanted to write a, a play set in a school and that's what they're, lo- they're not listening about yeah and like that I'm obviously working in schools my mind is very fertile in that <laughs> yeah. regard um, I'm really interested in like Asian history and there's this beautiful re- like beautiful revolution that happened in the 80s in the Philippines and I wanted to write something about that so usually I get really stimulated by those ideas and mm. like look at pictures and look at environments and it just kind of comes to me I'm lucky in that regard yeah yeah so you don't have to think that much in the sense of like Not the really. ideas like you and just I, draw from everyday yeah, life yeah and I get very obsessed with things yeah okay so I get really into things what's, so. what's your latest obsession been oh this TV chef <laughs> called Ina Garten okay yeah, Never she, heard of nah, yeah she's amazing she's like obviously very wealthy and yeah. like just lives in the Hamptons in New York and cooks with a lot of butter oh, and like everything everything she has is like um, everything she has is top tier like oh, top okay. tier stuff but she yeah. just like she makes the people of America feel like that they can cook like her yeah it's but really if, funny if you've got like Himalayan salt that's actually well, from the well, Himalayas yes, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so she's, she had uh, kosher salt and she has like salt like, she had four different types of salt in her pantry when the New York Times took her through her pantry oh and, and like the best thing was like the comments underneath of being like I can't afford a packet of salt like yeah the real, i kind of love that like the realistic nature of america versus someone who's clearly living yeah but yeah. still provides so much hope so it makes me laugh a lot i have her latka recipe oh okay yeah it has apples apples, apples she put apple slices in it she puts um kind of grates the apples and puts it in, in there luck- so for those playing at home latkes are like uh like deep fried hash browns essentially but one of my favorite things in jewish the world. people have them during hanukkah which is their festival jewish of people and me have them eating it together but yeah it's 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 hard to relate but i guess with that obsession so what what have you written from there is that is that because i know you're working on lola oh i just kind of love the well okay so that obsession yeah i like delusion she's not delusional (laughs) but people are really like i read somewhere that she gets heaps of like requests yeah to visit dying people and elderly people and sick people to cook with them one last time. Oh, that's and, really and, lovely. And I haven't written anything about that, but she's like a 75-year-old woman. So <laughs> yeah. it, it's quite hard for her to fulfill all these requests. And yeah. she's going around crazy. And I'm like, what if she's really mean in that's real life? And I love her. that. I love yeah. the delusion that people have. Yeah, I'm interested in delusion. And like, I think there's a big difference between like being delusional, but also being like, being having, having like dreams. I think yeah, those two well, things such are a really fine interesting. Line, right? Yes, yes. I think at some point you realize you're delusional and that shatters your dreams, which is devastating. Yeah, yeah. But I also get a real kick out of super delusional people. Yeah, I don't very know interesting. I, because they they're positive. Yeah, I a guess lot of the times they're quite positive, and that's what's scariest. Yes, but I mean, I guess it is quite you know might be seen as toxic to entertain those delusions, but maybe we should just let people you know live in the land of delusion. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Don't just do that. See, if you're listening, is, do not do yeah, that. This is not uh, yeah, psychological I advice. I don't, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just find it really interesting that, yeah. that's, that she, um, she's like a television chef, Ina, and she, I went through a huge obsession. I did, I had a much bigger kitchen when I was living in the city and um, I did probably eight or nine of her recipes. And, and, and did I you can, get the four different salts? Uh, yes, <laughs> yeah. I did. Yes. Good. Yeah, because Good. brining, there's one for brining and uh, there's one for... <laughs> 
Yeah, this is why I don't have money. And um, <laughs> yeah. like, there was one recipe, man, that I really destroyed, like completely destroyed. In a bad way or a good bad, way? Bad, bad. Okay, how did you destroy it so badly? It was a lemon and butter pasta. Yeah. And Doesn't seem it, that hard. Yeah, well, try it. And um, <laughs> so I made the sauce. And it just started curdling. So it was just like, oh, like it was not gross. good. So you have yeah. like a yogurt pasta, essentially. Pretty much, yeah. Oh, that sounds, yeah. But it was really nice to begin eating slowly. It was nice. But and then no, by the end of the meal, it was really chunky. 100%. Oh, but she God. did provide me a lot of insight into how to like um, cook. So stuffing chickens with yeah. certain things and marinade, bolognese, like a bolognese recipe I use. I'm going to actually make that tonight. Oh, legitimately. you're going to have to yeah. tell me how it was. It's so good. It's, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's great. I love it's to great. hear that. Yeah. You touched on just before, but something yes. that, I, that I find through a lot of your work, it seems like a lot of it you draw on your own experience, whether it's yeah, in a yeah. high school or a lot of yeah. uh, Filipino-based yeah, yeah, uh, of history stuff. as well. Yes. Was that really important for you, to, I guess, to show your, your story as well on stage or the story of your heritage? Yeah, it's just very... The history of the Filipino people here and abroad is really active and really lively. And I think it makes for good performance. Yeah. I think it really... Some people would say, oh, the trauma, there's trauma... I think that there's victory as much as there is, right? Obviously, my mother's been here now 50 years, so I have you know, more connection here and she has more connection here. But I, I think it's a really... I draw on it because there are beautiful images that come out of that country. And I love... I get very stimulated by images of people succeeding and historic... I've always been stimulated by historical images and images of people you know achieving and that sort of thing you know and so that's where I kind of draw on it and I draw on my own experience I guess because like it will be truly authentic yeah so I write teenagers I'm very proud that I write teenage voices really well because I'm around them a lot yeah and you're able to express that yeah 100% I'm very proud to be able to write you know um you know, they're the way that they speak, the way that they swear, the way that they um, talk yeah. to each other. Sometimes I it really does like feel it. stilted looking from the outside in and it yes. doesn't feel as authentic yeah. in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, but that sounds, yeah, yeah really incredible. Um, obviously, you've written quite a few plays. Are there, yeah. Are there any for you that you're just like, this is such a piece of my soul that I'm, I'm so proud of? Yes, absolutely. There's one um, three years ago, Kasama Kita, which was... Uh, about the first Filipino healthcare workers to come to Australia yeah. in 1974. Um, and it was pretty autobiographical. My mother was one of them. And it kind of... Act 1 was in 1974. Act 2 was in 2019. So what I loved about it was I kind of like looking back to the past. Like, mm. I'm quite nostalgic as well. So I quite like looking at that era that I wasn't around in to see what it was like back then yeah you know, it kind of was also depressing because you realize how much cheaper things were <laughs> yeah. and like less inflation and, and a little less complicated <laughs> and things were closed on sundays yeah and so it was quite cool to do that 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 for me is definitely a piece of my soul yeah because it was great because i found that i hit my stride as a playwright on that because i found that i was writing for the community um and i found that success came from the community seeing and gravitating towards my narratives. That's yeah. what I found. That's it redefined my version of success. Yeah, which is Because as an artist, you're always like, what's success? Is it success playing eight shows a week on Broadway? Is success releasing my EP and seeing it skyrocket? I think success is defined by the way that you are, you know? And, and mm-hmm. it's, it's getting redefined every day. So yeah. I, I really love that. And I guess, obviously that happened in 2019. Did yes. that then inspire you to create... Quento after yeah. that to, to really give voice to I guess your your community but also the wider diversity that we have in yeah, Australia. Yeah, yeah. I mean Quento for me is just about normalizing diversity. You know, mm. I, I don't um I think with diversity the best diversity for me is the most clear and, and obvious mm. and um that the narratives aren't showcased as a pinnacle of diversity yeah rather it's just like these people exist this is everyday life 100 and it's just lived 100 and we're like a super multicultural countries so like a lot of people will be like oh that's just everyday life for me yeah it, you know, it definitely you know. is yeah i yeah i don't think anything's like truly unique mm. i think i think obviously everyone's perspective is unique but the narratives there's some heaps of commonalities right yeah. 
Like that's when you strip it all back, we totally experience things very similarly. Often the same. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're, sorry, we've gone completely off track. I don't mind. We're, it's we're great. Talking, we are talking about the liquor store though, so we're, we're yeah. getting back into that headspace. But you know what's weird about about working at the online? Um, it's so funny because I'm withholding the name. Uh, no, definitely at, do. Yeah, hundred percent. We don't want any libel allegations off, here. Off, <laughs> off mic, I'll tell you all about it. Um, the store, the online store, was a haven for creatives that weren't working at the time. Really? The that whole is, building. Yeah, okay. The whole building in the city where everyone worked, um, there was a specialist division for wine and everything. All the actors, you see like a guy do eight shows a week at, at Sydney Theatre Company, sell wine over the phone. Insane. Like, you know, you great, really great for collaboration. Yes, yeah. Because people have to work. Like, yeah, and that's yeah. where everyone worked. Everyone worked there. Yeah. It was really interesting. It does question why everyone was drawn to selling alcohol. Yeah, but we're yeah, not yeah. going to go into yeah. the, yeah, yeah, the yeah, yeah. psychology behind that. Um, but yeah, it, it would have been quite a cool space, I guess, if everyone was in the same. Like, this is just a temporary yes. job, but it's also, yeah. yeah, exciting. Yeah. All right. Well, did you ever try and get out of work when you were there and try and chuck a sickie? Yeah. I, <laughs> All I did. the time? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. Successfully or? Um, I think that, you know, to be honest, I think any workplace just knows yeah. when when you're just not not telling the truth. Yeah. I think any workplace. No, I think I did. Ch- I'll tell you, yeah, I chucked a sticky once so I could um, so I could go to the Easter show. I, but that's a good reason. I like that yeah, reason. Yeah, it was pretty funny. <laughs> but you could claim it was for religious purposes, you know, like it was pretty funny. <laughs> but is, I mean. Yeah, good stretch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I do remember the excuse. Okay. Yeah, and I'm happy to. Well, do you want to use that as your excuse? Because you're, you're going to have to call me as your boss yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and try and deliver the excuse. Is, <laughs> is this the excuse you want to lo- use? That's the real question. Uh, yeah, yeah, Okay, yeah. all right. Well, do you want to call me up? I'll, I'll be your boss. Yeah. Um, uh, Lionel, the liquor store owner. I love that. Um, I so love you're that. going to call me up, up and we're going to see if you can get a day off Okay. from today. Lionel, how are you? Yeah, pretty good, Jordan. How are you? Yeah, good. Um, listen, man... Um, I am at Broadway Shopping Centre. I've forgotten where I parked my car. And <laughs> Sorry? I, um, yeah, I just, I've forgotten where I've parked. I think, I think the car, this is legitimately what I said, I think the car has, someone's actually accidentally taken my car. Did they have the keys? I don't know. I think someone's <laughs> accidentally, like, there's been some kind of hot wiring situation or there's been some, but I cannot find my car. Um, and I really need my car. I really have to take my car because I've like, got to take my cat who's sick. I didn't have a cat. <laughs> I got to take my cat who's sick to the vet, and I really need. I really need that car. It's got everything in it. But who's going to sell the Forex to uh, Susie today? Well, we need you on the phones. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I mean, maybe it's a chance for digital traffic to be redirected <laughs> over to that phone traffic to be redirected over to the digital line. Yeah. Okay. Look. I hope you find your car. I'll, I'll yeah. give you the day off today, but this is probably one of the worst excuses I've ever heard. Yeah. You think someone is hotwired your Legitimately, car. I thought, I, no, I, I like... Yeah, so what had happened was... <laughs> this worked, sorry? No. No, he knew, but he was but like, I don't care. Yeah, yeah, I um, I did say I was like, um, the, the car is missing. Basically, the car was... <laughs> yeah. And I think the lie got worse and worse as I progressed and tried to lie. Yeah, because it's a pretty bad lie. Like you're essentially it's a horrible saying, lie. You're saying that you couldn't find your car, like Broadway Shopping Center. Yeah, it's got a few levels. Not that hard to find. No, like you no, find no, it no, no. Maybe and 10, it was like eight a.m. in the morning. You know, <laughs> so so. There was no one even there. Totally. And, and did you say about the cat as well? Is that a? Yeah, I said there was stuff in there. I oh said there was god! Stuff in there. I thought I was going to say I left my niece in there. Like, just <laughs> yeah. like, but then maybe like yeah, faxes yeah, yeah. called, DCJ yeah, yeah, get involved. Yeah, yeah. It's probably so, not yeah. ideal. But it was yeah. But the thing was, there was a culture about calling in sick to that place. Okay, and they were okay with it. I think everyone it exacerbated. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Like yeah. everyone just like tried to outlie each other. I I think that's probably one of the least good excuses that we've had so far. But I'm glad that they didn't care and you no, still got care. the day yeah, off because yeah, yeah. you'd lost the keys to your car. I lost the keys to my car. I all thought right, someone. Well, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Lionel. But <laughs> that's all right. You've gotten the day off, which yes, is great. So yeah. let's let's start thinking in the positive mindset. Yes. You've got to start the day off with a bang because it's not a big night. It's a big day, That's as right. Baraka Performance says. <laughs> um, what is your Baraka Performance song to start the day just right? Out of the Frying Pan and Into the Fire by Meatloaf. Okay, tell me more about that song. All right, like- so the Meatloaf um, has been described by his co-stars 
and his collaborators as having the voice of an angel with the power of a 747 yeah. which is an amazing way to describe a voice right? yeah and meatloaf's last public performance i think was actually singing that song oh, okay um, like he ended I, his show on it yeah it was a while ago but i saw it, i i watched it on youtube and he was clearly very sick and very old but the voice was entirely there and and it's just like the way it revs me up <laughs> yeah. yeah and it's and and he just get higher like and it's and into the fire and it's just like it's it's crazy so i've seen every youtube version of that oh you really dove oh, deep man, into it and i love loaf yeah, you like- i don't think we call him loaf but no. i mean i love meat meat no i love meatloaf. but that was that's a hundred percent have you ever seen him live in concert yes i how was that i did uh, pretty bad because really? it was the afl grand final and it was the that legendary was like the, performance. The worst performance, yeah. right? But he was um, he he was going downhill, yeah, very very fast. Like every performance he was doing up until then was pretty poor, yeah. So and maybe I guess that's just a symbol of pride that he didn't yeah, want to yeah. like let it go. Yeah, it was a train wreck, I think. But did, yeah. did you go to the AFL to watch Meatloaf, or did you go for the game and Meatloaf was performing? And I went was... to watch Meatloaf. <laughs> I was like seventeen. Yeah, yeah, I went to. Watch, I yeah, yeah. love that. Yeah, and and because I always love, I love a lot of what he did, but um, I just love that he didn't look like a normal rocker. Like he was just like kind of like big, heavy set guy. Yeah, you know, just like <laughs> yelling into the mic with the towel and like, yeah, having a great time. And it's that song, um, out of the frying pan and into the fire. When I'm driving down Parramatta Road, that glares <laughs> like there Rez is no tomorrow. Yeah. yeah, totally, man. It's such a shame that that's a concert you saw because I feel like before yeah, then oh, totally. it would have been incredible. Like 100%. such an environment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he came out here heaps, but I was young. But he did, you know, uh, concerts with the Melbourne Symphony Orchestra and all that. So he See, was... that's a weird combo. Meatloaf and the Melbourne Symphony Orchestra. I can't even really picture weird. it. Yeah. Did, yeah. Have you watched YouTube on yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a DVD as well. How, how was it? Like, how did it sound? Eclectic or just... Pretty good because his voice is like oddly... Um, oddly like tenor bass like okay. quite quite peaceful and beautiful yeah and you start screaming yeah i mean i do like it i like him a lot he was cool do you know all the lyrics like are you a, a fan yeah yeah way? i mean it was my spotify wrapped it was like the most listened to yeah by a hundred percent are you like you know on spotify wrapped are you like 0.05 percent of meatloaf lovers something like that yeah i feel like with his passing as well it probably everyone yeah, started yeah, listening yeah. a lot more yeah, as uh, well yeah, yeah it was great it yeah. was great. He, I mean, not that he died; it wasn't great. But I mean, no, he, yeah. But he he just had um, he just had such a presence, you know. And and every kind of music video you see, yeah. But I, I loved it. So that's the song that I choose to rev myself. That's to up. start yeah. the day right. And are you are you listening to it in your car driving down Parramatta Road? Is that like? It's usually where you'll find me on the back streets of Marrickville. Yeah. Like I'm usually um, you know, because like a workers' song and like Marrickville is kind of a workers. Suburb, not really anymore. Not anymore. Prime Minister comes from there. So, like, you know, you're driving around and you're just like, you know, and you just hear him in the back. Yeah. (laughs) Revving it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, It's just weird as well. A lot of my music choices are super obscure. I feel like Meatloaf is pretty pretty down the line. Yeah, down the, yeah, he is. What's what's some of your obscure. Luther Vandross? Never heard. Never heard of Luther Vandross. Yeah. Luther Vandross is like big, big um, soul singer. So okay, died about so different to Meatloaf. Yeah, yeah, R&B, soul. <laughs> yeah. He did a duet with Janet Jackson. Um, actually, that's my second choice, um, Never Too Much. The song he sings, Never Too Much, is a good G-Up song as That's well. the complete opposite yeah. to Meatloaf, I feel, on the spectrum. Yeah. yeah. How did you get into him? Like, did you find him through... I got into Luther Vandross. Um, he wrote a song called dance with my father which was a really beautiful song and i was like who is this guy and then he has a christmas album oh. and he's oh come all ye faithful he's yeah. just like keep singing and it's great any vocal power i'm into it okay yeah it's, it's just gonna have weird. a yeah yeah it's any vocal power and they're both like really heavy set guys and they just knew how to hit mu- music you know? yeah just hit story. all the right notes yeah 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 i like the diversity as well with with your taste it's not like you know i just want that I, heavy rock it's like Totally weird tastes. But that's good though. You want that eclectic. But then but then when your Spotify rap comes out, you're like, Yeah, this guy has a a lot of different personalities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I do, I do. It's really weird. Like I'm like into the Muppets and then I'm into like 
I mean, to be on say. So yeah. it's a strange <laughs> day to be me, man. I feel, though, that if there was someone to collaborate with Beyonce, it probably would be the Muppets. I they, just feel I like think, yeah. it would I think work they, beautifully. Well, they did a... They did a video with Destiny's Child. Oh they my did, God. I think, 2002. I don't, I, man, I don't know why I know that. But, like, it's, um, yeah, the Muppets do a lot. Oh, I think it was Sesame Street did, like, a collaboration. I, I absolutely love that. What a <laughs> diverse song that would yeah, be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I also know that recently you saw the Muppets Christmas Carol. Boy, did I. At the ICC. How, so, obviously, it had a live orchestra yeah. while you're watching the movie. Well, the big question is, Harry, yeah. is... You know, we went there and I was like, who goes to these things? <laughs> it was the Why are people my here? <laughs> and it was a scattered audience. It was yeah. not attended well. Um, 4 p.m. on a Saturday, we'll do that. Like, I it think. was pretty, it was just weird. And, you know, a uh, guy I went with, Deroni, big Muppet fan. I'm a huge Muppet fan as well. But it was great live orchestra. I mean, it sounded great and it was projected on the tip. We were basically watching a movie, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but I've always wanted to see that. I've always wanted to see a movie with an, a live I orchestra. I rate it. It's great. They do the credits. Yeah. They do the closing credits. They do everything. That would just be incredible. So who was the orchestra that did, like, Sydney? It was the Symphony? Met- no, it was the Metropolitan Orchestra from Balmain. I've never heard of them. But no, incredible. Right, I, yep, incredible, incredible. But I not the Sydney Symphony. Mm. I would love to see them, but it was just some random company that did it. Um... It obviously has a bit of a cult classic vibe. Yeah, and there, I mean, so. when I say it wasn't, there weren't a lot of people. There were probably about five to six hundred people there. That's a lot so of people. It was not not badly attended, but yeah. it certainly wasn't as populous as one would have thought. You know, you think for the Muppets Christmas Carol? Yeah, yeah. In the lead up to Christmas, there would have been a yeah, lot of yeah. people watching it. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Okay. Yeah. And I, I thought it was a real great. It's niche. Anything that's niche. It is, anything it is super niche. Really I feel like it. they do that with the Harry Potters as well. All they the have, time. Lord of the Rings. Yeah, Harry Lord, Potter, of, oh, Lord yeah. of the Rings would be incredible. Yeah. I think Back to the Future would be really good. Yeah, yeah. I think that yeah, would yeah. be awesome. I yeah. feel like some movies maybe not so good, perhaps. Well, like The Iron Lady. Yeah, Iron Lady like probably would be so Private good. Ryan, like, with a live orchestra. Yeah. No, like The Shining. The Shining as well would be... Actually, you get that audiences would actually be for all cool. those. Yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 you would. The more I think about it, I'm, the more I'm like, maybe actually it could work with everything. 100%. Because a movie is made by its soundtrack half the time. Yep, yep. Um, so that's, that's pretty awesome. Totally. Okay, so you've had meatloaf, pumped you up, you're excited for the day. You're a bit peckish though, because you know, you've gotten oh, out yeah. of work. Where are you going for your lunch or brunch? in your you know local-ish area it can be anywhere in sydney or the blue mountains that you would go how'd you know i was in the blue mountains recently uh i know everything they're chugging ziggies to spy on me they are they are indeed so where would you go for your meal you know what you put the blue mountains thing in my mind oh god because i went to a bakery there called the hominy bakery right hominy bakery yeah. okay and it is it had a cardamom cake and cardamom is something you'd only really think about in curries. And yeah, that. very much but so. Car- this cardamom cake was divine. And the Hominy Bakery, I had pies there. It was it was so quaint, but also had that touch of the hipster thing to it, which draws people like me in. Yeah, and yeah. Um, <laughs> it was just, yeah, it was super good. How did you find it? Were you just driving past? Well, where I was staying at the time was I was on a writer's residency at a big house in Katoomba. And mm. the guy that I was living with was a guy called Bernard and he said to me you've got to try the hominy bakery he's very intense about it yeah and it's I was like, like you have okay. to do it yeah yeah I was like okay um, <laughs> whatever this must be good and I went and I was actually going back to Sydney to visit my parents and I took them pies and cardamom cake and it was luscious yeah just it delicious was so good what are you what are you having in the pies is it sweet is it savory? there was a lentil and chickpea one and then there was a beef one with peppercorn oh so it was done great well. combos yeah and it had city prices too so it made me feel real at home <laughs> yeah. um that i mean that's a katoomba one that was hominy bakery in katoomba amazing but the um this is going to be really funny there's another one that i'll, I'll do a city one as well should yeah. i just do a city yeah, you one can do both four eight five Oh, in, in like on, on Crown Street. Oh, man, yeah. That has a line down the road yes. every single day. Yeah, yeah, Is it yeah. really that good? A hundred percent. They do their bakery as well, they right? Do, yeah, they do uh, Luckers. They oh, do my all-time favourite. Like, amazing. Amazing. It's, it's a real, real great place. And everything just tastes really fresh. And you also feel very full. 
So that, like you, this you is don't the have thing. to eat dinner. This Usually. is the thing that I get worried about with meals sometimes. When yes. you eat it and it's like, you know, city prices and you're paying quite a bit and then you're hungry at the end and you're like, this isn't a this meal. This is not good. It's a snack. No, and 485 really, really, they like, they really put a lot of effort into their portions. Yeah, which Huge. you love to see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've been really big on Instagram at the moment as well. I yeah, feel like yeah, everyone's right. getting around them. I, I like the look of the venue as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a beautiful Real pink good. color. Yes. Really yes. like it. Yeah. Um, Okay, so you've got Blue Mountains that you mentioned recently that you were in a residency. Yeah. What does that look like? Because pretend I have no idea what yeah. that really looks like. Uh, pretend I'm a complete moron. Yeah. That has no idea. Yeah. What do you do at a residency? So you're given about six to seven days. Um, if it's a live-in residency like I did, you live there and you have communal dinners with the writers. Um, and you just like bounce ideas off each other? Or? In the evening, yes. Yeah. During the day, no. It was in the Blue Mountains. I reckon it was probably professionally one of the best times of my life. Really? That's a, bit, that's a big call, but it's pretty suitable. Yeah. I came back refreshed. I came back accomplished with a lot of the work I had been putting off for. It was the right time of the year. There was a great group of people from all around Australia. I was surrounded by books. They got like a masseuse in. Oh my so what God. it was, I'll give you a quick history. <laughs> yeah, Varuna, Varuna House. Yeah, I know. Varuna House was gifted by a novelist called Eleanor Dark. And she left her house to the writers of New South Wales. Oh, so, that's so such it's a great managed. Concept. It's a company. Yeah. It's managed, and you just apply to go. And I applied, and I had a great time. And so you spend the day writing, like it's just a yeah. space for you to be able to. Yeah, the motto is um, space and time to write. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I really love that. Yeah, and I guess it kind of forces you in a way because you're there. You know, you've got I did the expectation. Heaps. I did heaps. And yeah. then at night, you're a little meeting. spooky. Yeah. Why so spooky? Oh, because it was haunted for sure. Oh, okay. Ghosts. Friendly, not Casper. Like I we're think... talking un- unfriendly. <laughs> I love Casper, the friendly ghost. It was pretty weird. Yeah. Yeah. I certainly felt felt things. So, so this is the thing with ghosts, right? Yes. You don't ever really see them in person. No. But how do you tell if one's good or bad? Because I always get confused. Like, are they actually trying to be helpful? I, or... I think it's it's. How do you tell if one's playful or yeah. whether one's trying to warn you and like kill I your entire family? Yeah, totally. I mm. think mine was really playful. Okay. Um, like knocking over books, but like in a joyful way. Oh, like I had a lamp on the bedside table that I switched off, and in the middle of the night, it would go on and off, and it was oh, okay. switched definitely switched off at the PowerPoint. Um, and I went to Bernard, who had stayed there heaps over 30 years. And he was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, no, that's normal. <laughs> so it was interesting. And I was staying kind of separate to the big house. I was yeah. staying in a really nice studio just in the grounds. But it, it is creepy. Yeah, and I kind it of like that. It's is. very eerie, you know. But I think that also sets the mood for writing so totally, much better. Totally, <laughs> totally, yeah. It was also very peaceful. I don't mm, know. Peaceful souls. So cool. I think, yeah. Yeah. Totally, yeah. Look, for your food, I think we are going to have to do the cardamom bakery because that seems the the hominy bakery. Hominy bakery, yeah. Cardamom cake because yeah. that, that you just so quickly went to that. Oh, it's great. Which I love. Yeah, yeah. Um, I actually thought about going there this week to just buy, for fun. To buy it. To, to buy not the bakery. To, to buy. Okay, to I buy. Say, I don't have that nice. money. <laughs> to buy. To buy. Uh, uh, be that cardamom cake. I reckon if you only had three salts, you might be able to afford uh, buying yeah, the bakery. It's yeah. that fourth salt that's, that's it was doing really the because it's something you know psychologically with cardamom, mm. it's something you think, oh well, it's not something I usually would put in a sweet, but then you eat it, it's delicious. It's just so good, it's so good. If you had to go anywhere in the world, so let's say you could transport right now anywhere in the world for a meal, do you have a place that comes to mind that you'd be like, yeah, this is the place that I would go if I could go absolutely anywhere? Yeah, totally. It's real trash, though. Okay, I love that. Um, I mean, we've had Shake Shack before. So. Oh, my God. Yeah, this is pretty... Uh, like, you've been to the States? I've been to... Yeah. yeah um, I've so dabbled. Denny's? Oh, that's even worse yeah, than Shake man. Shack. Yeah, Denny's. Well, you, you said, you said um, like, anywhere in the world. Like, yeah, no, no, right this, is, this is what you Denny's, want. Denny's is... Um, Denny's is just... I believe representation of America of just like it, it over the top. Is. You don't know what you're eating. You know what? I'm not proud of that answer. <laughs> yeah. um, but I, I like it. Is it something that you order every time you go to Denny's? Yeah, 100% pancakes. Pancakes every time. But, no matter where yeah. you are in the States, yeah. it's always the same pancake. That's, uh, that's right. Yeah, yeah there with is, a whipped cream smiley. And yeah, it's pretty bad, man. There yeah. is something comforting in the fact Grossly that you can go comforting. anywhere in, in America and you go to Denny's, you yeah, get that no, whipped cream no, so on bad. your pancake and it's always going to be the same. Uh, I'll tell you, there is another place that I, 
I would go. Well, I hope it's as good as Denny's. It's pretty wild. <laughs> You'll talk about diverse tastes. Um, so there's an island in the Philippines called Palawan, which yep. is um, kind of like the tourist destination. But there are smaller places where you can go that are really, really like community and wholesome. And I, sisig is a stir-fried dish. It's really spicy and it comes in like a hot plate. Yeah, and It okay. has like various vegetables and it has a meat in it. And crocodile sisig. So cubed bits of crocodile. Oh my god! So tasty. A lot of crocodiles in the Philippines, heaps, from what I understand. Heaps. heaps. Yeah. We've got our own species. Really? Yeah. What species is it? The Philippine crocodile. Okay. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm so good. Okay, and, so and you crack an egg on it. Oh, and then delicious! You yeah, 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 yeah. You really have gone opposite. You've yeah, got like yeah, something yeah. so culturally delicious that I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I have to try this. It's sensational, sensational. Is there a place that you go to on that island? You that can just get it anywhere. Anywhere. It's, it's like it's like a, a dish. It's like just like a, a delicacy, uh, like a national. Yeah, sort I of. Love yeah, that. yeah, yeah. And it has to be crocodile. Can't be. Yeah, any. they do beef and chicken and stuff, but, but crocodile crocodiles. is pretty pretty good because you. It's very, um, the Filipino food is super unique mm. and, and I love that it, it just is super unique over there. Yeah, further, yeah. You know? And I feel like it's probably not something you could get here as much. Not really. Not yeah. crocodile meat. Crocodile meat's really hard. I tried to make it. Did not work. <laughs> um, like that lemon pasta, it did not work. It just curdled halfway no, through. Curdled, crocodile oh, came back to life. so bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you can make, you can get it out here, but in terms of the crocodile, no. Yeah, no, no. and crocodile meat as well. I've I've had it a couple of times. Have you? Yeah. What would you describe it as? Because I have a way that I would describe it. But well, how it's would like you a describe it. Closest thing would be to chicken or poultry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a fishy chicken, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. It's it's yeah. really it's, weird. Yeah, it's weird. It's it's tasty. I really like it and though. It feels like you are the apex predator when you're <laughs> yeah. eating it. You know, like you're eating. It's like you're eating lion. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's like. But but it's hectic. Lions of the sea. Totally, lions of the sea. Ooh, lions of the ocean. Lions of the ocean, but also dinosaurs as well. Like you're having that's a bit what, of dinosaur that's, meat. Yeah, you like, feel you feel like you're eating a prehistoric. <laughs> You've beaten that comment yeah, that yeah. destroyed Which all the Which is also something dinosaurs. you shouldn't be doing, really. I mean, ethically, it's a bit weird. But uh, I mean, ethically, quite bad. Yeah, yeah. But um, <laughs> no, I loved it. Oh, yeah. That, that, yeah, that sounds incredible. So you've got Denny's in the States. Is there a Denny's that you'd want to go to or like any Denny's will do? Any Denny's will I do. I feel like the staff are also always the same no matter what Denny's so you go funny. to. It's so just funny. incredible. Yeah. So you've got Denny's in the States. And Palawan. And Palawan yeah. as the two options. Yeah. I love both of them. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. <coughs> you've now had... We're going, we're going back to your perfect day. Uh-huh. You've, you've had your food. You've had your, your yes. song. What are you doing in the afternoon? It could be anything. It can be, you know, anything watching the final anyone. of the World Cup. It can be... Anything with anyone. anyone right? Anything with anyone. Um, um, ideally, they're alive. So yeah, we, yeah, she's alive. Okay, that's good. Um, I would go to Taronga Zoo with Jennifer Coolidge. Okay. Can we break this down? And I'm worried about this because I know that you've seen White Lotus, yeah, yeah, the TV yeah, show, yeah, which yeah. is why I'm worried that if we speak about Jennifer Coolidge, we could speak about that. But I'm going to try and steer clear. No, no, there's a reason I'd, I'd go. Okay, with tell it. me. I went to, to Taronga recently mm-hmm. with my niece. And the funniest thing about Taronga Zoo is that it seems to always be under construction. <laughs> yeah. There always seems to be something off. Off, um, off exhibit. The lions were off exhibit when I went recently. Where do they, where do they put them in the interim? Like, they're just like roaming you know the streets. Do you know what's really weird? This yeah. is a hot take. Um, I'm sure I can talk about this. When we were in the Sky Safari, the cable car going up. Yeah. I was with my niece. She's three, and we looked down, and they, I could actually see where they were keeping them. So they were keeping them behind, like you know how like zoos have like a back lot. I don't yeah, know. If you know yeah. Yeah. Because there's a front face where you see the chimps and everything, and then. The backside of yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. They had them in like a little a little paddock. Oh, that's yeah. so weird. Yeah, yeah. Because but they tried to escape famously. Oh, yeah, of course. That's, so that's... And they're not allowed to go back in until the cage is fully secured. <laughs> I mean, that yeah. kind of makes sense. Yeah, yeah. But it also means construction has to be like very scheduled. Because you yeah, can't yeah. have the lion's construction no. when you're having like the seal's no. construction. No, So that's the thing with, with the zoo is always under... And I find it so funny because <laughs> yeah. like... And you can never fully go there and see everything. You can just see jackhammering and then just like a bird show. Yeah, and I which reckon, is also like, yeah. I don't know if you find this, but I hate it when my neighbours are ha- like doing things and dreadful, having construction. Dreadful. How do the animals feel? Yeah, yeah, no. It's and like it would be cage. really disturbing. But <laughs> yeah. And then the other thing was the chimps were going crazy Okay. at the zoo. The chimps what were What were they going, doing? Um, 
like riding. They were fighting. They okay. were riding. They were like really having a go at each other, like really aggressively, and it was quite. It was quite unnerving. Yes, but scary. I was with Jennifer Coolidge. I feel that her observations of the renovations and the chimps would be hilarious. Yeah, just getting lost. Like yeah. we'd get lost. Yeah. Like we'd get lost together. Yeah. Like just like she she'd like look at the path and like you know we wouldn't know what to do and. So so why Jennifer Coolidge? Obviously best known for being Stifler's mum. That's in the one American, of my key things. American like, yeah, days yeah. is in White Lotus at the moment. Yes. Why Jennifer yeah. Coolidge? All people. Oh. I think because just her observations, not only from, you know, not only as Tanya and the White Lotus, but more as like just a person. She just is surprised by everything. <laughs> she would be And shocked. I just love, because I don't know if she's ever been to Sydney. So if she was on the ferry to get... Yeah, every step she's amazed. She'd just be like, oh, wow. You know, like just <laughs> yeah. like everything, like yes. the, the bridge, it'd just be really like a sensory overload. And I would so want to excited. see that. Yeah. I would want to be there for <laughs> yeah. that. That's why I chose her. And, and watching her through the zoo. Yeah, just it'd be fun. Like, are, there, are there exhibits in uh, in the zoo that you'd want to go with her specifically to? Not I'd just the construction. I'd want to take her to the seal show. Seal show. Seal show yeah. and bird show and like a talk. Because I think she'd like interrupt. Asking a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Interrupt halfway through. Yeah, She's yeah, like yeah, getting yeah, some yeah, clarification yeah, yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love the contrast between the, the two. Are you a big zoo guy? Like, do you love going to the zoo, or is it more? Well, it's just weird. It's it's weird. I mean, um, I've been to a few. If mm-hmm. I have, if I'm in um, like overseas for work, I usually go to one on like a day off. Yeah. Because I like if if they have a good exhibit or something. Um, I, the best zoo I went to was Central Park Zoo in New York. So I've never been. I've been so to Central weird. Park. Never it's been so to the weird, zoo. Man. What's weird about it? So for years they had this polar bear called Gus. Yeah. Right? And Gus the polar bear was apparently the... He was diagnosed with bipolar and he was the first polar bear to be treated with Prozac. Oh, okay. And so bipolar polar bear. But he exhibited like manic depressive episodes apparently. Oh my God. That would yeah. be terrifying yeah. to watch. And, but... So if you ever saw him, I think I went like three times. He, <laughs> yeah. he was like asleep yeah. or he was doing laps in his pool. And um, I have a, I have two stories, but I'll tell them really quick. The first story was I was standing there and you know how you, you kind of can see under the, the ocean? Yeah, you can the, they exhibit. carve it out and you can see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we couldn't, my friend and I were like, where is he? Where is he? What's going on? And I kid you not, he jumped in and we just felt the glass shake. Like you just oh, saw him jump that's in. It was terrifying. terrifying. It was yeah, terrifying. Yeah. But I just thought... Um, the other thing was, was um, I was walking back through Central Park at maybe 1am one night and my friend and I, swear to God this happened, saw him being walked around. Out of the zoo? 100%. No. Yeah. No I, yeah, way. Yeah. That's like yeah. the scene of Madagascar. Yeah. Where like but with, about with, to with, escape. with staff. Yeah, like they were, still, like they were armed. And that's terrifying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he was a huge polar bear. The great thing was that he was representative of New York. Yeah. He was known as being like the New York bear. Yeah, yeah, So like he okay. had picture books written about him. It was just funny. But surely him walking, like I can't even picture someone walking a polar bear, but that whole environment I think they took terrifying. him swimming in a lake. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. I'm, <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm not, yeah. I'm, I feel like there's got to be rules about that, which... Yeah, it was a bit weird. Would have been dangerous. Yeah, but he, Gus, yeah, his name was Gus and he died... Three years ago. Gus the Polar Gus Bear. The polar bear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big, <laughs> big cult following. Yeah. Yeah. Um, More than Harambe or less like... Harambe got famous for like... The wrong the reasons. The wrong reasons. Yeah, but very much so. Gus, I guess, was famous to like New Yorkers and, and people on that side of the coast and stuff. So yeah. That, yeah. But I, I like the zoo because I find the, um, the humans trying to replicate environments... Yeah. ...the best. Okay. Explain you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's just... I was watching these chimps, right? Yeah. And and the gorillas, and they're just sitting there eating like celery. Yeah. And just eating like grapes or eating an I apple. I mean, that's what they'd find in, in yeah. the and forest I'm just like, of the Amazon. They pluck this beast from like Uganda or, yeah. or um, Sierra Leone or the Congo or something. And my niece said to me, she's three, and she looked up at me and she said, where were they before this? Such a good question. And I was like... That's amazing, right? Because yeah. the, the gorillas are eating. I'm like, what could actually stop him from just losing it? Yeah. yeah and, and the same as the chimps. And I'm just like, how, how have we gone to this? How have we tried to replicate this to be like 
the Congo yeah. in the middle of Mossman. Like, <laughs> yeah. like it's in the, the bed in the middle of Mossman. And it's like, like no one of those lines tried to break out. Yeah, I would. Too. And you view of the footage, they were trying. They were trying for a long time. Yeah. So you just, I was looking at, it, I was like, look at the. The size of it, you know, like it's really the scene of, of Shawshank half the time. They're just like, how do we get out of borrow, this? So we borrow, can borrowing through. Yeah, great find film. A way. Great film. <laughs> find a way. Yeah. So would Taronga also be your favourite zoo, or are you more like an open plains type of guy, like Dubbo Zoo, or I've been to Dubbo in a long time. Something more um, immersive. Yeah, I went to Mogo once, and they had white lions. And Mogo Zoo. Mogo Zoo in Batemans Bay. They had white. Okay. Lions. Yeah. yeah, that would be incredible. Yeah, I think it was a private zoo, so they were feeding them like. Through the through the glass. Yeah, you're not getting wild. celery there. I also went through a massive Tiger King, oh, yeah. um, massive Tiger King phase as well. Yeah, um, explains the haircut. And I just <laughs> love. I loved that there, there was no rules for owning big cats. Yeah, because it's like you reap so what crazy. you sow. Yeah, you know. Um, but I also just with the Jennifer Coolidge thing, I yeah. think that like she would buy a lot of novelty gifts. Oh, she she definitely get that like giraffe hat. That yeah, you and the balloons head. and the, the balloons. balloons. Like it would just be really funny. I um, would also imagine her because I know there's a lot of ibises that live in the zoo. I feel like her and an ibis they try matching off. Photos, yeah, yeah, yeah. It would yeah, be incredible. Yeah, yeah, it would be incredible. I just feel like that that interaction would just yeah. be watching that would be fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Um, look, a zoo would be very interesting, especially with Jennifer Coolidge. Yeah. Um, I think that would be my day perfect. That's just fun. That would be. Because I think she just, like, everything would just be new and exciting. Yeah. You know? So much so. Yeah. Oh, I've actually, I'm so sorry. You're actually, you're getting a phone call. Yeah. Uh, bring, 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 bring. Yellow. Uh, Jordan. Hey. This is, uh, was it Lionel? Yeah, I think that's what you know. Lionel, yeah. Lionel, Lionel yeah. from the liquor store. Um, Listen, I was just I'm a big, you know, American Pie and uh-huh. White Lotus fan. Uh-huh. I uh, was watching Jennifer Coolidge's story on TikTok, and uh, I saw uh, she wants to speak to you. Hang on. Yeah. Hi, <laughs> Lionel. Yeah, Jennifer. Listen, Hi. bit upset. Why are you upset? Uh, Jordan said that he couldn't find his car keys. Oh no! There's a lion eating my cotton candy. <laughs> This is that is a really good voice. I can't even yeah. keep in the Lionel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thing. That was incredible. There you go. Um, it's me watching way too much American. I've, I've loved her since American Pie. Okay, I was gonna ask as well. Sorry, I know that we. Yeah, she does a cameo in Friends as well. Really? Yeah. Who she's does she really interact funny. with? Chandler. Chandler. Are they? It's just really. Or she plays this person that Phoebe and Monica hate. And, I can say that. Just yeah, really, I can and, say and they that. used to live with her, and she's developed a British accent because she's lived overseas. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I, have you ever met people like that? That have like the accent from like living a, a month overseas, or yeah, you know, they live around people yes, that are British. Yes, yeah, uh, yeah, and, yeah. Or like I've even just worked around people that are so weird. Like I know this person it, that always says later. 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 But they're like 100% Aussie. Like They're from Cronulla. Like, it's yeah. like, calm down. Like, yeah. Or chance, you know. Chance. Chance. Just chance. I mean, like, yeah, just, yeah, just on them. Yeah. One of my friends actually had a housemate who um, had a very strong British accent, yeah. which was so weird. He never worked with anyone British, never lived anywhere. Grew up in the Blue Mountains. Yeah, totally. But just had a British accent. Oh, really? But how does this happen? You know, like, no, I, no connection at all. Just happens randomly. Yeah, I guess there was always people that say oh they watch heaps of American TV or heaps of British TV yeah. I don't buy it I don't buy no, it no, I, don't, I don't buy it I think it's a choice I think it's a conscious it's, it's definitely something that you put it's a on conscious choice um, with yeah. Jennifer Coolidge though just yeah. really quickly American Pie is yeah. there one that's your favourite is that how you got into Jennifer Coolidge so many questions about Jennifer yeah yeah I mean it was I think I actually saw her on Mad TV oh as a kid yeah, yeah. I yeah, think I, I actually saw her on Mad TV and when she popped up on White Lotus, as a screenwriter, I think that her her character in that is amazing. It's it's incredible. I love her no character. No spoilers for the finale, but she kicks some ass. Yeah, I, I love her as a yeah. so unassuming, but so just yeah, a it, complex it was just character. a different light, and I really yeah. liked it. So I've been a fan for yeah, a while. For then. a while, yeah. yeah, yeah okay, I mean, she's just funny and just she like, is hilarious. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know how much of it is like her acting and how much is her personality. I think she improvises a lot. Yeah, I think so, and I think she's so underrated in that way because yeah. everyone just sees her as this character and believes that's her as a person. Yeah. But if you watch interviews, you're like, she's so much more complex. Totally. Than that. Totally. Um, which we love to see. Yeah. Um, sorry. So Lionel's back on the phone. Hey, Lionel. Um, so you know, like, what's the deal? I thought you just lost your car keys. 
and now you like spent the day at Taronga Zoo. Are you coming back to work or what? You know what, Lionel? I want to be free, <laughs> more free than the chimps and the gorillas in Mossman. And I just want to be free. So no, I'm not coming back to work. You would be surprised how often the boss calls up at the end of these perfect days and people just quit their job. I would say it's happened like I 50% of the time. I reckon that's the point of the podcast is, <laughs> yeah, to, is to be I, free. I, yeah, I'm just going to quit my job. I love yeah. that. I love that. You it, don't even have to get fired no, or hired. No, you are, You're yeah. free to make more plays. Yeah. And, and that's very exciting. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy with that. Look, let's let's recap your perfect day off and yep. see how you feel about it. I think yeah. this has been a pretty phenomenal one. So you start off the day at the liquor store, on trying to sell it to people that say they love you, and then you realise <laughs> you're on the day off. So you've, you you call up your boss. You say you've lost your you lost your car. You've lost your car keys. There's a cat who maybe your niece, you were considering the niece that's yeah, locked man. in your car. Yeah, I don't and even think she was born then. I think <laughs> yeah. I just made up an imaginary niece. Which is incredible. Yeah. But you've gotten the day off. Yeah. And you start off the day with Out of the Frying Pan and Into the Fire by Meatloaf. Not the 2017 AFL Grand Final version, but like the really beautiful yeah, yeah, pump-up yeah, version. Yeah, yeah. Then you go to Hominy Bakery in the Blue Mountains and get some cardamom cake and some, some pies. Long ride. It's okay, because you've yeah. got the whole day. Yeah. And then in the afternoon, you take the ferry to Taronga Zoo to go look at the construction, but also <laughs> just the sea show with Jennifer Coolidge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you feel about your perfect day off? I have to be honest with you. I think this is the only time in my life where a summary of my antics has been presented <laughs> yeah. to me. And a summary of my absurd personality. I've, I've that's not, that's not a summary, that's an assessment. You know that what I mean? That's assessment. like, that's like, yeah, This man. is your life. Yeah, this is the, yeah. Just also the fact that you wanted to go to the Taronga Zoo to see the construction is, yeah, yeah, is yeah. Well, it's just incredible. It's just funny. Like, it's just really, yeah. It's humorous to, yeah. to just be there and just realise that everything's under construction. With Jennifer Coolidge and then when you well. go, Yeah, and then when you go back, nothing changes yeah that's the bet yeah I love that as well look Jordan it's been absolutely a pleasure being on the show thank you so much for coming on Chucking a Sickie thank you (coughs) Chuck a Sickie well there you have it the perfect day off for Jordan Che cardamom cake in the Blue Mountains does sound pretty perfect and another Jennifer Coolidge cameo but this time at Taronga Zoo which I also think would be absolutely hilarious make sure to check out Jordan's website and his socials make sure also to give us a rating and review really means a lot to us and join us next week for another perfect day off on Chucking a Sickie